Welcome to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we discuss all things Disney. I'm Caleb. I'm Hannah. And I'm Riley. Today we will be ranking Pixar's theatrical shorts, so let's dive right in. Okay, so as Caleb said before, we in this episode, we are going to be talking about all 22 theatrical shorts that are listed on Pixar's website. Um, so starting at 22... We have Adventures of Andre and Wally B. I thought it was incredibly short. I know that this was an extremely early animation, especially yeah. for Pixar and their shorts. But I thought it was very short, very... Not much happened, honestly. That's why it's ranked at 22. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I know that it's just they wanted to get something out, like, for it to be a short... But it's it was so short to me, and it wasn't didn't really have a story. I didn't get it. Yeah, I think it's at twenty two by today's standards. I think if you went back to even just like five years after it came out, I think it still it wouldn't be as ranked as low as we put it. Because in my head, I think they created that short not for it to be good or for it to have a good plot. They just created it to get the ball rolling, you know? To test out new methods and things. Yeah, to see how many people are going to watch it and to just see kind of how good it's going to be. Well, not just that, but back when that was made, Riley, that was like literally one of the first computer-generated shorts in the world. And so it was insanely huge, and it revolutionized... revolutionized animation movies till this day and since it is one of the first computer generated shorts out there they did a pretty good job um i just don't i don't that i mean that's why it's 22 because it's not it's not the greatest and with that i think we can move on to number 21 which is tin toy now i know that this was another very early animated short and it was definitely testing new methods and testing animating a human but man, that baby was creepy, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, you are so right. That baby is cursed. I don't know how a baby can come out of the womb from like a month to a year and still be that wrinkly. I mean, how... Does a baby be wrinkly? 86-year-olds should be looking like that, not a baby. I mean, I'd say babies have wrinkles, and it was definitely over a month old because it was crawling But not those kind of wrinkles. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting. And one more thing on the animation. I'm not trying to hate too hard, but it is fun to have a few laughs about the baby. Its diaper was not great, honestly. It looked like they had a plastic bowl they cut a couple of holes in it and stuck the baby's leg through. And if you look at the diaper as he's walking around, it looks like it's like centimeters thick. It does not look very good. And it's off of his body. It's it's not touching his yeah. body. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about something not animation related just so that we show you that this movie, this short, had a right to be where it is not only because of the quality of its time. But also, the story was too not well um, created, developed, I'd say. Because one minute, he does not want to be touched, he does not want to be played with at all. I think the switch from him not wanting to be played with to just being nice to wanting to be played with isn't very... It's not super noticeable, and I feel like they could have done a little bit better job with that. And then at the end, he's not even being played with. And I thought it was just... Storyline didn't really follow through there. Yeah, it was kind of weird in the end. He does all this stuff. He goes out there, plays with the baby, and then the baby likes the box. But, I mean, at the same time, how could that be more true? Every kid wants to play with the box when you get a new toy. That's true. Um, I think on that note, are we ready to go into 19? Number 20? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, number 20. So, number 20, Red's Dream. 
Red's dream was kind of sad to me, because all of the other bikes over there, yay, like, doing good, and then he's just, like, a little loner in that corner, in the clearance corner, just, I mean, 50% off, too, like, whew, they really want him gone. Yeah, it, it was definitely sad, it was quick, I thought it was fairly well done for making an inanimate object have personality and character, I thought they did a good job with that. I think on these older movies, we do have to say just a little bit about the animation, which on in Red's Dream wasn't that bad, and according to my standards, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but Tom and Jerry, it kind of feels like Tom and Jerry, but just a little more realistic with like raindrops hitting a puddle or the tread on a bike tire, just little things like that, but I think the animation was pretty good. Yeah, I'd have to agree. The animation was honestly pretty realistic for its time. I mean, when you think and look back then to the other shorts that we were talking about that were somewhat near that, the animation was decent. The clown needed a little bit of work, but a lot of the bikes, I mean, I was looking at those bikes for a while and just staring at how great that was for back then. I mean, like you were saying, the rain even was just really great. Yeah, um, like you were saying, Cube, it did bring me to Tom and Jerry a little with, like, the frame of the camera moving, and the bikes did look really good, like the tread on them. It looked really good. Well, are you guys ready for number 19? Yes, ma'am. All right, at number 19, we have Luxo Jr. It It's a short one for sure. I mean, it has a lot of historic quality. Definitely, it's what inspired the logo. But I thought it was short, and it was too short to have any real storyline. So that's kind of why it ended up at 19 for me. To the animation, the movement of the lamp was pretty good, though. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with you that for being Pixar's very first computer-generated short, we kind of touched base on this a little bit in our last episode, but not very much. The animation of the lamps is just so fluent. I mean, obviously, it could be a lot better, but the fluency of him jumping around on the ball, the mom or dad, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, lamps, but them shaking their head and turning, I don't know, I was just, even the springs, it was nice to watch them compress. I don't know, I just feel like there was a lot of little details that I would not have expected for their very first short. Yeah, there was a lot of little metal parts on each lamp that they moved so well, so smoothly and fluidly. Like, it all just went together, and you wouldn't expect that. Like, when the lamp um, went to go kick the ball at, like, the very beginning, I was like, whoa, that moved really nicely. And the story of it... It, I'd say since it was short, it was hard to collect a story from it. But I'd say it was kind of cute with, like, the little lamp and everything. It was cute. Personally, when I was judging this short, I wasn't even trying to look for a story or a plot or anything like that. With just knowing that it was their very first one and that they probably weren't trying to have a plot or story to go with it. They were just trying to produce something that was completely computer generated. I'm ready to go on to number 18, which is One Man Band, which is cute. I enjoyed it. Um, I do like how the girl completely changes at the end, and she becomes like extremely talentful with her little violin. I don't know. I think the animation was pretty good for back then. It was all felt kind of pointy, though, the animation. I don't know if that's just what they were going for or if that's how everything was back then. But it felt just kind of, like, sharp. Their elbows were all pointy. The little trumpets have were pointy. I mean, the noses, the feet, everything was just kind of sharp and pointy. I this story for One Man Band, I... I, could, I knew what it was, but in my opinion, it wasn't really that great of a plot or story. Um, I did like the costumes on the two 
people that were the two magicians. Those costumes were funny, and all the different violins that were sticking out, those were cool. Yeah, I'd say the animation, it was decent. I It was pretty good. And it was humans, too, which animation is always tricky with humans. But they did a pretty good job. I will say the plot didn't change much throughout the short, but it was still entertaining to watch and listen to. It was funny. It uh, made me chuckle. Okay, and on that note, I think we can move to 17. 17 is party central for us. Um, I personally really liked Parley, par, uh, Party Central. Um, the parents were funny, and just the end scene, like, after, so, after some of the credits were done, the end scene was pretty funny when the parents wanted to sleep in the Tibbing's room. I liked it, how they were trying to sneak stuff from the other party to the freshman party. It was cool. I, this one was rated lowly on my personal list as well, before we combine our lists. I think you, Riley, were the only one who really rated it highly. Nothing really happened. And while it was great that it was, it's definitely newer, it had characters that we knew, nothing can really happen. They just moved more stuff over and over and over. We, yeah, I don't know. Didn't really like it. It was, on my personal rating before we combined our um, rankings, it was number 8 out of 22 for me. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you, Hannah. I had mine ranked kind of on the low side. I just felt like, and it was kind of long, too. So, I mean, it was just the whole time you're waiting for something to happen. You're thinking, what is, I mean, this short was not one of the shorter ones. I mean, we watched some of the old ones, and they were like two minutes. And so this was not a short short. And... The whole time, you're just waiting what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and nothing happens. It's the same thing the entire time. They move things from one party to the next, from one party to the next. The whole scene at the end with the mom doing the door jamming or whatever she calls it, I, I think that's pointless. I don't even understand it. I mean, obviously, it gets the parents going nuts, but I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely a longer short, and they could have done so much more with that. What even, I don't know. There wasn't any talk, or for having characters that they had already fully developed, they could have had so much more of a storyline because they didn't need to develop those characters any more than they already have. People know what they are like. And it was a longer short. They could have had more talking, more interactions. I mean, Mike and Sully didn't talk a whole lot. There wasn't a whole lot of talking. Nothing changed. Not much happened. There was a lot going on. But nothing really happened. Yeah, I mean, I can see your guys' perspective. But I I can see how, like, nothing really happened. They were just moving stuff back and forth. But I, I just liked it. I don't know. Let's go on to number 16. Blue Umbrella. Man, I enjoyed this one. I think I had it rated a, a place or two lower than it is now. I can't really remember. But... I enjoyed it. I like how literally everything in the city is alive. I mean, gutters, stoplights, I mean, little screws. Just everything is a face and talking. And I love the scene where they're all helping out the blue umbrella so he doesn't get smashed by cars. And, yeah, I mean, I enjoy all the little things being alive and helping him out. But, I mean, it's okay. It's kind of in the middle-ish of the list, a little on the lower side. That's all I have to say. The blue umbrella in my personal ranking was 18, so it's on the lower side. I did think it was cute how all of the different things in it were actual things, you know, like the streetlights and everything. But in, I just, I don't know. I knew it was cute that the, the blue umbrella was trying to get to the red umbrella, and that was nice. But I just didn't really find a super big, like, ooh, that was really good. Um, I did think it was funny, though, when the umbrella was on the road and the and the light was with an arrow started blinking, like, fast because a car was coming. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, all I really had to say about this one is that the other objects were pretty cute. I The use of the screws was just amazing to me because you don't even think of those as being eyes. 
And even when you're looking at the face, knowing those are the eyes, it's just so weird to look at and imagine. But the other point I had was this was decent animation, in my opinion. I mean, it was a lot of the same things as Red's Dream and a little more modern, but I felt like it wasn't all that bad. I don't remember when this was made, but I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, I don't think the animation was bad at all. I don't think it, I also don't think it was made near the times of Red's Dream or the adventures of Andre and Wallaby. So, I think that it was pretty good. I mean, I don't really have any points on it in my notes that I wanted to talk about, so, eh, just kind of average. I'd go check it out. So, are you guys ready to go on to number 15? Number 15 is Jerry's Game. Now, I have to say, I know that a lot of people love this short, and a lot of people have seen this short many times. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little sad on how confused and uh, just confused Jerry was and all of the weird multiple person, not multiple personality, but just playing against himself. When you see it as a kid, it seems funny, right? And yeah, he was just a little crazy looking at it with an older pair of eyes. It was, I mean, it was funny, but it was definitely gave you a different perspective while you're watching it. Yeah, as a kid, when you watch it, it just looks like Jerry's just playing a fun game of chess. He's playing both sides because, you know, he's probably retired. All of his friends are still at work or, you know, something. But as you get older, Jerry is a little, um honestly lonely because you don't think about him just not having a friend for the day but you look and the whole park is cleared out it is just jerry and his other impersonation of himself jerry now with an older pair of eyes like you said is now crazy and lonely yeah he is a little lonely but I like this one. I ranked it for 10 in my personal rankings because it was just by him being lonely and a little cuckoo, um, it brought funniness to it. And that's what really hang ranked it higher up there. And when he faked a heart attack, that was funny. See, it was funny, but when you look at it as a person, it honestly was a little sad. It was sad that he was so confused but, I mean, obviously, we have to rank it also just as a short itself. But it was just... I couldn't get that out of my mind as I was watching it. I do think that it was a little weird that he could have done anything to make him spin the board around. Because he's literally playing with himself. He is going to decide to fake a heart attack <laughs> so that... He can spin the board around, the chess board around, so that he can beat himself in a game of chess by cheating, by faking a heart attack. Um, it, it definitely was funny, and like I said before, that is why I put it higher up in my listing, and that, it, it was very funny. So, let's get on to 14, For the Birds. In my personal opinion, it was it was a little funny, but it, it just didn't really have that good of a storyline. Yeah, I definitely remember seeing this one before many times. Um, and for some reason, it just didn't hit the same way I thought it did. It's a cute little short, right? About mocking and being picked on and fitting in and all that. But it was really quick, first of all. And, I don't know, I mean, it wasn't that, there wasn't a whole lot of a storyline, it just wasn't, wow. When the big bird was hanging upside down from the power line, um, and the little birds were, like, slowly plucking his feet off, that was funny to me, because the sound effects there were kind of funny, but it, it just didn't have that good of a storyline, and wasn't even that amusing. I think that 
it when I've, I'm with you, Hannah, I've watched it many times in the past, and it never felt as sure as it did now. I yeah. mean, I could explain it to you right now. A bunch of little birds get on a telephone wire, a big bird comes in, sits in the middle, weighs down the telephone wire, he gets plucked off, all the birds fly in the air, feathers fly off everywhere, and now the big bird is making fun of the little bird. Done, done, credits. I mean, it just feels, I don't know. Like you were saying, Cube, it was definitely quick, and it wasn't just that good, in my opinion. Like, I, in my notes, it literally says, not really that good. Like, and maybe the reason why you guys thought it was better when you watched it so many times before is because maybe you watched it when you were younger before. I think by itself, just a short, it was funny. It was cute, it was quick, nice short. But when you look at it in comparison to everything else... And you see that they were able to work in really great storylines into these just few-minute clips. And then you see For the Birds, and there's not much of a storyline. It's it's funny, but you come to expect more once you watch more of the shorts, I think is definitely the case. Okay, so I think that can lead us into the next one. Number 13, Nick Nap. Yeah, I really do think the entire point of Nick Knack was purely for laughs. I mean, from start to finish, it was just funny. But it was kind of funny in, like, the depressing way. Because he does all these different methods to try to get out of his snow globe. And he even tries to blow it up at one point. And uh, meanwhile, all the other Nick Knacks are, like, staring at him and... Trying to find out how he's going to get out of there, honestly. And then finally, he falls off the shelf. And you think, oh, well, that's it. He's he's a goner, really. That's what I was thinking. And then <laughs> you see it. There's this little light of hope. It's the emergency exit door on the bottom of his snow globe. And he opens it. He gets out. He falls in the fish tank. He's good to go. And then right when he's about to start walking, bam, it falls right on him. But, like, through the emergency door exit. He doesn't get smushed, okay? He, so now he's back in his snow globe in a fish tank. So he is in a worse situation than he was in the beginning. I don't know. I just feel like, for me, it was kind of depressing in the funny way, which made it more depressing. It was. And, like, some of the meaning of knick-knack is literally a small, worthless object. <laughs> so that just, it's, like you are saying, Kim, it's funny in a depressing way. <laughs> I thought that this was okay. It didn't catch my attention a whole lot. The only note I had for it was, oof, that was that was rough, dude. I mean, you literally just got trapped again in an even worse situation, like you were saying, Caleb. I mean, I don't really have much else to say about that one. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to say, we should probably get going and move on to number 12, which is Boundin'. I don't really understand what the jackalope was. We looked it up after, and it was some kind of mythical creature. I don't know why it was going through the desert, but it was. And he decided to help the sheep, which a point I have in my notes is, is the, and this is a question to you two, is it like on a ranch, or is he just in the middle of a desert? Because he comes, the farmer... I don't know if he's a farmer, but the sheep get sheared every year. I think that it's like they it's it's on a ranch is ish type of thing, but it's just like really far out there on their land. So it looks like it's in the desert, but there is owners and everything. Um like you were saying, Caleb, it is just kinda like I didn't really understand the the plot of it, really, I guess. Because I, I don't want to say storyline, because I do understand the storyline. It's the sheep gets sheared, gets made fun of, gets made fun of, and then finds out a new way to like his new life. I get that, but it just wasn't really hitting their home for me. I think that it actually was maybe in the middle of nowhere, because I think the jackalope just bounded across the desert, and I am familiar with the jackalope. I, it's, um, Lunchables commercial. It's a jackalope, 
Really? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, that's how I might know it then. <laughs> I thought it was just, I thought they just mashed two creatures together on the uh, yeah. Lunchables commercial. And then they called it a jackalope. Oh. Well, well they didn't start it, but it is in there. Wow. So, um, anyway. Yeah. Lunchables. <laughs> um, anyway, I think it probably is in the middle of nowhere. I do think it was odd that the farmer came, so it's probably not in the middle of nowhere, but definitely out there and i mean you gotta go where you gotta go to get the wool and make money i really liked the message at least from this story the storyline was a little it was a little short and a little quick i think is a good word for it a little like the the climax happened quick but i thought it worked pretty well for it and the message was really great and i love the rhyming i mean who doesn't love a good rhyme Actually, just at the end, just at the end there, you brought up what I was about to say, which is the rhyming. I enjoy the entire story. It's pretty much just like a song, because there's always a beat going. They're all rhyming with what they're saying. It just feels very natural and fun. Yeah, and at least for me, songs bring out, like, good, happy songs, put me in the mood. And the rhyming was was pretty good. And like you said, Han, who doesn't like a good rhyme? Alright, so let's move on to number 11, Lou Lana, or Law Luna. Um, I think Law Luna, it was good. It, at first I was like, why are they sweeping the stars on the moon? Like, that makes no sense to me. But then at the end, when it showed the final picture, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, but then I was like, do they have to do that every day? But I did like when he held up the broom and the mop to the his grandpa and dad's mustache. That was funny. Yeah, there definitely there definitely was some funny parts in it. But like you said, do they have to go up there and sweep the moon every single day? Because if so, they can make an like obviously add some plot twists and stuff like that. But they can make an entire movie just off of La Luna. I mean, because what if they get captured or something happens to them and they can't, or, you know, their boat gets destroyed and they can't come out there and change the moon. That changes, like, everything in the world. Yeah, it does <clears throat> definitely change a lot. I I thought La Luna was cute. It was okay. It was a little not sure what to make of it for a, a bit. It had some funny elements, uh, for sure, like the brooms and the mustaches and beards. But, I mean, besides that, I, it was okay. It was middle of the pack, which is right where it is. Yeah. I think we're all kind of just kind of eh on it. So do you want to move to the next one? Yeah. Okay. So the next one, number 10, day and night. Honestly, you guys might be able to explain this more, but I honestly don't get the plot storyline at all. I, I mean, this is the start of the top 10, and it's really half just above halfway to number one and these are really starting to get good um i really enjoyed day and night i loved the concept of just a little not a human a blob if you will having kicked uh character and features but also being able to see them through a window and look inside of them and to the day or the night I loved how it was showing one thing, but two different versions of it, whether it be day or night. And I just really loved how they combined the concept, and they went from fighting to liking each other. And then they show the radio signal, and it's talking about them, basically. It was just, it was so cute. It was kind of, it was, it was cute. But, um, I, I mean, I had it number 15 out of 22 on my personal ranking. Low down there. Um, it, I was kind of just waiting for it to be over, honestly. I just didn't get it. I mean, I don't... And the reason why I got to number 10 is because your guys' scores bumped it up, but I just... I didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, that is a pretty brutal, though. That is some harsh ratings on day and night, <laughs> I gotta say. Because I enjoyed it. I think it's one of those where... I've watched it a ton of times, and I still think it's good, and I'll probably watch it a ton more times and still think it's good. 
it was actually going between, when we were mashing all of our ratings together, it was going between 11 and 10, and it just barely got onto the top 10 list, which I think it deserves to be there. I think it is probably one of the best that are on our list. Yeah, I think it was one of the best. I mean, some of these others in our top 10, in my personal opinion, could have been switched with uh, Day and Night. I just, I love Day and Night. I love all the music that it has, but then the music combined with the silence and the crickets of night, or at other times the small breeze of the day. And I love, it was so funny. You're watching them fight and tumble and fall over cliffs, and you're watching the scenery through both of them and how it lines up, but then they end up being friends and you see how they connect and they're the same at the one point during the sunrise sunset and it was just, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed, like you said, them having the same thing. Like, for example, the beach. When the day person steps in front of the beach, it's daytime. When the night person does, it's night. And, like, sometimes there's people there, but then sometimes there's not. I enjoyed that it was different. It wasn't, like, it was the same exact thing, just nighttime. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm ready to move on to number nine, if you guys are. Yeah. So, number nine is Sanjay's Super Team, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed the plot very much. I enjoyed... It's not an old one, so there's nothing really to say about the animation, but I enjoyed the villain, I enjoyed the heroes, and it was like a full-on... For a second, while you're watching it, you will think you're in the middle of a movie. Like a big battle scene movie. You don't think it's a short. Yeah, I mean, this surprised me. I did not expect to love this as much as I did. This, I thought it was going to be very strange, very hard to get into, but... I mean, like you said, Caleb, I was in the middle of this, I was so interested in the plot... And it felt like I was watching a movie. It felt like this could be something. And shorts don't even have words, really. And there's no words in this one. And I still was so interested, so intrigued, so captivated. And it felt like I was watching a full-length feature film. It would. It showed a nice little, like, story to it. How he didn't want to worship these gods. But then, um, after they saved him basically saved his life then he was like all nice to his dad and wanted to do it which was nice and he drew a little like drawing of them i did enjoy how i the villain i mean this might not make sense if you haven't seen it so i would go and check it out but the villain in the big battle scene i really liked it it's huge you know the more things he gets and destroys the more heads and arms he grows he has, like, these purple eyes and smoke all around him. I think the villain is really awesome. I had this rated all the way up at 5. I mean, this was just... I really liked it. I thought it was so... I feel like it was an accurate representation of... I mean, I'm not Hindu. I'm not that. But I felt like it was such a good representation of something your family does and you don't really want to do it. But then it gets twisted into a way that you recognize and you love. And so it just becomes something that you love. You're able to understand it better. And it just puts a different spin on things and gives you a new look on it. So uh, the next one, number eight, is Burrow. Now, I, I had this rated the same as my personal ratings in this one. But like I said, I had my... Number uh, five was Sanjay's Super Team. I really liked that one more than Burrow, but in the overall consensus of things, we all put Burrow at eight. And Burrow was just a solid... It was solid. It was cute. It was nice to watch his emotions change, and you could really understand him. The animation style that they chose for this, I feel like, was perfect. It worked great with the emotions and all the different animals. I just... It was good. It was good little refresher. It was really funny how fast he could dig. Like, wow. <laughs> I wonder how many feet that was. Personally, I really enjoyed the message that came with Burrow. That 
sometimes you might not be able to find something or do something all by yourself, but if you have a good group of friends that are able to help you out, or in this instance, build you a home, then you can accomplish so much more. And I think that's the message they were really trying to give to us. And I think they really hit it home. Yeah, and I think to add on to your message, also just being humble enough to ask for help. If you have the friends who can help you, I mean, he had those friends, and he was going from door to door to door, and he didn't ask for help once. And he was ashamed of his drawing, and they helped him so much when he asked for help. Um, are you guys ready to move on to number seven? Here yep. we go. Number seven, Piper. I thought Piper was really cute. I really did. And the reason why I thought it was cute is because the little bird was trying to, like, it was, it was scared of the waves and everything. And then at the end, he was literally, he or she, was getting, like, the biggest thing in all of the birds we're going to hit towards him, and he was the legend. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty cute. I know this short won an award, and I think it was just, it was very well done. It was an animal, but it felt very humanistic, and his, when he gets drenched by the wave, and he's sitting there with his ruffled feathers, terrified, I mean, that is just such a classic scene, and such well-displayed emotions for him. Personally, I loved the animation that they had on this. Because yeah. it was like a combination of live action and animation at the same time. So that it didn't look like you were just watching like a bunch of seagulls or whatever on the beach. Because that would, that would be what it would look like if it was all live action. But with animation, you're able to you know, maybe not have, like, some feathers sticking out, or, you know, you're able to make things how you want them, or when he's running back from the wave, he's able to have some feathers flutter in the wind or whatever, and when he's upset, you know, you can have him stomp around, and I don't know, I really enjoyed the mash between live action and animation. That was really interesting. It was. Um, I listened this. I listed this one as um, six on my personal ranking, and next to it, put cute and funny. I just really liked this one. I just it. I loved it. It was really funny, and with this one, I feel like we said cute a lot. But this one really was cute. I mean, you look at the little baby bird, and he's adorable. I think what you were saying, Kayla, about the combination of live action, and animation was really it was really well done i mean they combined those two so well they really did um so are you guys ready to move on to the next one yeah okay the next one number six lava i really like this one and i think half of the reason why i really like this is because of the music the music really gave me just a happy idea and just made me really like it. It was sad when he was behind her and was trying to sing to her to let her know that he wasn't that she wasn't alone. But I I just liked it. At the end they were together. It was it was very cute. I thought honestly, I thought I would love Lava more than I did. And I have to say something that is definitely an unpopular opinion, but I think Lava the Short is a little overrated. I think that the song carried the short. The song was great, and it worked so well with the short. But if you're just looking at the short and take away that specific song, it wasn't... I, I don't know. I just didn't love it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, that definitely was an unpopular opinion <laughs> um, that I don't agree with you with. I think that the whole point of the short was the soundtrack. It was amazing. And at the same time, you're able to have these beautiful voices singing, but you're also able to have this nice love story kind of come together. And at the end, you know, they're right next to each other, which... Honestly, I don't know how that happened. How they shot up, like, with their arms around each other, and they're all leaning into each other, but... 
Who knows? Maybe that just happens over time. This song definitely was uh, a hit for it. Because, it, like you were saying, Hannah, without the song, it wouldn't really have been that good of a short. It wouldn't have had the same impact. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's part of why they added the song. Because they wanted it to be like that and to be all beautiful and everything like that. I think the short, it was cute. I liked the short. I mean, cute little love story like you guys are saying. Not much plot. Not a lot happened. The song carried it. That's that's about all I gotta say. Yeah, me too. Now let's head on to number five. I think number five is lifted. And I think that it was hilarious. I was laughing the entire way through this. And if you've ever seen the short, how in the world is anyone supposed to memorize all of those flips and switches and buttons? I mean, the guy at the end, when he fixes everything, I think he has a gajillion arms. I mean, he is just going absolutely nuts. It was very, very funny. And it was literally like he was just supposed to take like a driving test. And in my mind, I'm thinking they're like... I'd never be able to pass that test. Like, he's just sitting there with his little oversized helmet or something, just looking at all the buttons like, is this one it? <laughs> and then the other guy comes in at the very end and is like, <clears throat> and just goes all over the place. I loved Lifted. From five up, these are, no question about it, I love these shorts. I do think I would add um, maybe a couple to them if I could, but these five are just, they really hit hard. They're great. Lifted was funny. It was so funny. You're constantly going through, and like, I mean, not a lot of these have had really hit home, strong plot. And this, there's not a whole lot of actual plot, but there's a lot of little minor plot changes that just make it so funny. It was really funny. It, I mean, he was trying to take him out of the window, and he just kept on hitting the wall. It was really funny. You might even say it lifted my emotions. <laughs> I think it was really cool how they were able to capture his emotions on the alien's face so well. I mean, that was just done great. Yeah, the emotions were pretty good. And, I mean, one of the funniest things to watch is... Other people getting hurt in ridiculous ways. And this was <laughs> 100% just that. It Yeah, it is a little sad to say, but it is really funny when you watch other people get hurt really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help but think, what is that person going to feel like when he wakes up <laughs> in the morning? Yeah. yeah. And, well, I mean, how did he not wake up? Like, I have no idea. That, how did he not wake up? But it was it was a good one. Okay, and now we're going to go into number four, Bow. Which is pretty good. I mean, obviously, it's in the top four. And I think this was one of my favorites, for sure, out of the entire list. I really enjoy just... I don't know, there's kind of message, there's funny, the animation's all good... I don't know. I just really enjoyed it all around. I really liked it too. It was it was a little bit longer and it just had such a great story, such a great message. It was great how I mean, you took they took the story, the original story of her son and made it so much funnier by making it a dumpling. I mean, instead of her son getting a bruise on his forehead from being kicked with a soccer ball, his head gets smashed. So much funnier. <laughs> or having to fill his head up with food. I mean, it's just... They really turned that concept into something so much funnier. Just for making a dumpling. And yet they still carried the same weight and impact of when he just leaves her house and shows up with a fiancé. I mean, you really feel for her. Oh yeah, 100%. And just based off of... I mean, not based off of, but just building on what you said. How in the world... Did he get engaged in a night? I mean, you have to meet someone. I mean, I'm assuming there's no time to go out on a date. 
you have to buy a ring because she had one. I mean, you have to decide that you're moving out because he came home and packed a bag. I don't know. I just feel like a lot happened in a single night. And that's just one of the funny components that they added in. Maybe it was more like he left for a while. Or no, I guess it was one night, didn't it? Because she was still eating that dinner. I think so. But, I mean, another one thing... um, All of the feels. I mean, you have her crying on her bed and eating angrily, eating all the food, but also sad. You have her so happy with him when he's young and caring for him. And then at the end, you have that mixed emotion of regret and sadness with them sitting next to each other on the bed. This short did such a good job of capturing the emotions that everyone feels but can't quite describe. One of my personal favorite moments of that short was when they combine funniness with emotions and how it makes you feel when she straight up picks him up and it swallows him. The mom eats her quote-unquote son and she just starts bawling on the ground. It is hilarious, but at the same time, like, what did you just do? At the same time, regret and guilt and you feel for her still. It's just a lot of emotions happening. Like you guys were saying, though, I really, really, really love this one. I mean, it was number one in my personal rankings. I absolutely loved it. It it was funny. It was cute. It had a great storyline. I mean, his his head was literally filled with food. Like you guys were saying, it was it was awesome. I loved it. So, on to number three, which is Presto. This short wowed me. This short was so... I mean, I was laughing the whole time. That is my notes. Made me laugh out loud so much. I was, like, I couldn't contain my just laughter. It was so funny, the things that this rabbit was doing... And you could just kind of see their relationship where they've worked together for so long. But then there's also this tension because he didn't feed him. It was just hilarious the whole time. It was. And it really did feel like Tom and Jerry once again with the love-hate relationship of the rabbit and the magician. And my goodness, the things that they do to each other is just... The physical humor is great. Yeah, it is so hilarious in the way of... It's one of those old animation shorts where anything can happen and he's being electrocuted and his pants are getting ripped off and it is just hilarious. And the whole concept of what goes through the hat comes out the other hat makes makes it possible to do an entire new level of humor because he can be on the other side of the room and plug his finger into an electrical socket on the other side. It's just hilarious. It really is funny, like a lot funny. Um, it was really funny when he pulled his pants down, and then the guy spotlighted his underwear. That was awesome. Let's move on to number two, partly cloudy, which I had just to start this off. I had this at number one. I really enjoyed this simply because it had me laughing the entire time. I don't think there was a moment when you're not laughing. It was such a great short, and I mean, you're laughing, you're laughing, and there's this one moment where the cloud's stork, the cloud's bird, goes to a different cloud, and I I hadn't remembered this short, and when I saw that, I thought, oh my gosh, it's over, he doesn't even have a single friend now, and I was really just like, wow, Pixar, Pixar really did that to us. Like, wow, he's going to have to overcome it some other way. No, Pixar wouldn't do that. (laughs) The bird comes back, and it's just such a great show of friendship and loyalty. I, oh, it was so funny. Yeah, and I very much love the choice of animals that they had. Obviously, that specific cloud is supposed to do all of the horrific animals that none of the other storks or clouds want to be a part of. And so I really enjoyed the little alligator they had at the very beginning 
was like completely not realistic, but it was amazing because it had this big old smile and he's chomping on his head. I love everything that the stork has to go through when he picks up the new animal, like the alligator eating his head. Or, you know, he thinks it's going to be a sheep and it's a porcupine and he stabs his hands into it. And, I mean, the ram, it's just so amazing. I, I love all the little animals. I'm laughing just talking about it right now. It was definitely pretty hilarious. I, I enjoyed that one. It definitely brought laughter out. <laughs> it was really good. But, number one, Lou. Love it. Lou... Is so great. I absolutely love this one. This one was second for me, just because, wow, I loved it. Um, But, Lou, awesome. I love the storyline. I loved how, at the beginning, he was mean and he was stealing. Well, I didn't love this, but he was mean and stealing everybody's toys. And then they got put in the Lost and Found. But then um, the little Lost and Found person or whatever. Lou. Oh, oh, it is Lou. That's his name? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that makes so much more sense. I thought the kid's name was Lou. <laughs> okay. Um, so Lou, he was trying to be nice and he gave all of their toys back. He gave it to the kid and the kid gave all of the toys back and it was just, it was a great storyline and then he ended up with his own little bear that he loved so much. It was I absolutely adored it. It was awesome. Me too. It was one of those kind of like bad where it was so funny throughout the whole short. But at the same time, there were some extremely emotional parts where like when he's literally gives away, when Lou gives away his entire body and it's just an empty box. Yeah. The couple scenes where it's Lou versus the kid chasing and grabbing the backpack that was so enjoyable i loved it so much watching the watching lou shapeshift and using different parts and toys to shape into all these different things i mean he was like a snake at one point he flew through the mesh on the playground it was just it was so enjoyable to watch and i think they also did a great job of including lou's personality he had so much personality and he was just a compilation of objects i mean there wasn't much there but there was there was so much personality and again the message was great the message of you know share bring other toys bring happiness to others and you'll get happy too and be self-sacrificing it's just so great i agree with your with what you were saying here about the personality um I do think, though, that how he was was just so sweet with the personality. He was just so sweet, making sure the kid gave him, gave back all their kids' toys. And then you see the playground, and they're all happy with all their toys. It was a very nice story. Okay, and that's it. Tune in to our next episode when we talk about the new Hocus Pocus 2. And if you want to check out our YouTube channel, go to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where you can comment down below on any of our videos with any suggestions or ideas on any episode. And until then, I will see you all next time.